You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers update, the Daily Cheese. Brought to you by Packernet.com and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast. Hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. And I am your host, JJ Leahy. One more sleep, and then it's Packers football again. Green Bay flies out to Minnesota to kick the season off against the Vikings. The floor said the team is flying out two hours later than they normally would today. Otherwise, guys would just have to sit around at the hotel even longer. Restrictions are very tight due to COVID. Roster moves. Linebackers Chris Barnes and Tipicalea are both being promoted, as is fullback John Lovett. If you've been keeping track at home, the Packers had 52 players on their roster. How can they promote three guys, you ask? Well, this is part of the new temporary COVID practice squad rules. You can temporarily promote two guys from the practice squad just during a game. I believe it's called elevating. You can only elevate each player a maximum of two times per year. Afterwards, they need to actually take up a real active or inactive roster spot. And part of that actually comes down to player fairness. These practice squad guys are actually just getting a one-week pay raise while they're elevated. Then they immediately go back on the practice squad at practice squad pay rates. Additionally, you can only elevate two players per week. So during this COVID year, your maximum roster size is 55 instead of 53. Chris Barnes is actually getting promoted to the active roster. There's been a real flurry of depth moves by the front office. We signed a new cornerback, Perry Nickerson. He's replacing the injured Kabion Ento. Now Chris Barnes is taking Kamal Martin's place while he's on injured reserve. And Tipicalea is presumably taking Randy Ramsey's spot this week. Ramsey's injury seems to be a lot more short-term than does Kabion Ento's or Kamal Martin's. Just a refresher, Kamal Martin and now Chris Barnes play at inside linebacker Tipigalea, who is filling in for Randy Ramsey, that's an outside linebacker position. Another clarification, because social media seems to have missed this, Robert Foster, who we picked up from the Bills, is not on the active roster. He's a practice squad guy. He's not going to be playing this week, period. Now, the third guy, John Lovett. Remember, he's a fullback. Really, he's an H-back. He plays a lot of hybrid tight end fullback stuff. He actually played quarterback at Stanford, and he was a tight end for the Chiefs last year. We picked him up turned him into a fullback. However, he spent a lot of time practicing with our tight ends. A lot of people are really excited about John Lovett. I'm not really sure how much he brings to the table. A lot of fans really think that what the Saints do with Taysom Hill is really cool. I don't. I've never seen a Taysom Hill play that I thought was cool or made any sense. He never throws any passes. He comes in, pretends he's going to throw the ball, and then he runs with it. Why defenses bite on that, I will never know. That's also not the kind of thing the Packers ever do. What did excite me about John Lovett is that the 49ers were also very interested. They also put a claim on John Lovett. We had waiver priority over them, so we got him first. 
The 49ers have a lot more talent at tight end and fullback. So if they are interested in John Lovett, that makes me interested in him too. It does seem very likely that he will be active tomorrow for the game against the Vikings. The timing just does not make sense otherwise. Because you're burning one of your practice squad elevation spots by timing it the way they did. It's possible he doesn't play. It just would seem really weird. One last quick note before I wrap things up. The Saints went ahead and signed Alvin Kamara to a five-year extension worth $75 million. He's going to get $15 million a year. Minutes later, the Vikings extended Dalvin Cook. Again, for five years, he's going to get $12.5 million a year. Now, I believe I've talked about the ramifications for Aaron Jones's contract extension twice in my last 10 Daily Cheese episodes. I'm not doing that again. If you're interested in what I have to say there, go back and listen to those. I will say this. Whatever you're reading about Aaron Jones's contract extension on social media is flat out wrong. He was asked again this week about his contract. He made the same comment he's been making since April. That his agent is working on it. He's not really concerned. His focus is on playing football. That has been taken enormously out of context. Everybody is saying that they fully expect a deal to be signed within the coming weeks. That is based on hopes and dreams. I can promise you that. I have done a lot of digging. If there was any actual updates on this, I would absolutely tell you right here on this podcast. The other thing you're going to hear a lot about is speculative numbers about what Jones is going to get in his contract extension. I've said a bunch of times on here, he's not getting a massive contract, certainly not from the Packers. Maybe some team out there like Miami offers him $10 million a year. It will not be the Packers. And again, If you want to know more about my opinion on this, I have recorded two podcast episodes in my last 10 Daily Jesus on this topic. I'm really excited for tomorrow. I fully expect the Packers to win, no doubt in my mind at all. So get loud in your living room, show your support, and go Pack Go!